This is an exploration of the Bible, the wisdom of nature, and the traditions of Judaism to discover what sacred femininity and spirituality looks like. It's my mission to inspire and organize spiritual resources for women and support a community of those who strive to connect with the designs of our divine creator. My name is Chaya, and this is the Neshot Hamaim podcast. Welcome to Neshot Hamaim's Bible study series, where I go over my notes on the scripture at hand. You can read the section before, after, or during, like with movie commentary. Today's focus is Genesis chapter 6, verse 9, to chapter 11, verse 32, also known as Noah. The first category that we are going to discuss or point out is God's communication slash action. So um, one of the things I noticed is that Noah walked with God, um, and the word there is literally walked. It's hitelech, uh, and I might be mispronouncing that, but I think that's right. Um, but it's literally walking. It's not something different or a metaphor. It's literally walking. Hashem sends the animals to Noah. That's one of my favorite things to point out. If you watched the first Bereshit video um, or read the portion yourself, um, you'll see that Adam is charged with naming all of the animals and that piece where Hashem gives dominion over animals and land to mankind, Hashem gives us that role, that responsibility. And here again, we see when Hashem sends the animals to Noah, um, that it's the same sort of thing. And I just thought that was interesting. Um, Hashem shut the ark on Noah's behalf. So that stood out to me because not only is Hashem, again, directly acting in a situation, um, but instead of just sort of magically keeping water out of the ark, Hashem shuts it. And um, to me, it kind of seems like Hashem commands creation, but also lets it work within the function of its design. Another sort of obvious one, but I want to note it, is that Hashem audibly spoke. In chapter 8, Hashem caused a spirit to pass over the earth and the waters subsided. So the word, that kind of phrase, a spirit to pass over the earth, um, is vayaver Elohim ruach al ha'aretz, which is Elohim passed a spirit, a breath, over the earth and the waters subsided. So Hashem smelled a pleasing aroma. Hashem descended to look at the city, Vayared, literally went down, literally descended. There's That's another one that is not a metaphor. Next category is Hashem's interest or what he's focused on. Um, so Hashem explains to Noah how to build the ark and is very specific as to even the kind of wood um, specifically to make tar, what kind of tar, how long, how big, like blueprints. Hashem goes into detail as to what all of that should look like. It's interesting, as far as what's written, we don't see too many things with Hashem diving into the minutiae of how we build something or how something 
goes down with regards to humans. Obviously, if we look at Hashem's creation, we know how intricate and detailed and precise Hashem's designs are, but we don't often see that same sort of specificity in his instructions for us. Seven days and 40 days have significance. We see that pattern. Hashem tells Noah to command the animals now that life on earth is being reestablished. And also there's mention of animals fearing and being ruled by man. So again, it's reminiscent of Adam in the Garden of Eden and that sort of role and dynamic that we seem to have over animals. Noah built an altar. Interesting. Offered burnt offerings on the altar, and it was clean animals only. So clean animals as in animals that we know are clean according to Hashem. We actually see those specifications later on in the Torah, but we see the differentiation between unclean animals and clean animals. Obviously, there's been some prior communication or some understanding between Noah and Hashem to establish what a clean animal is. Um, So he offers burnt offerings of clean animals only. And we see all kinds of different altars in the world today, in the modern world. But this altar that Noah builds is, it's a special grill. (laughs) It's it's just something that he cooks the animals on. So that's, that's what the altar is. So blood belongs to Hashem. We see that in chapter 9, verses 4 through 6. It's this concept that blood, the the lifeblood of creation, belongs to Hashem. Our blood belongs to Hashem. So when it's spilled, it's a sacred thing. And so even when it's being spilled for an offering or... We'll see later in Torah, even women's menstrual blood. It's a big deal. It's important to note. And uh, my last point in this sort of category is that Hashem appreciates reminders and visual signs. And that's in reference to the rainbow. So the rainbow is meant to remind us of this story, the story of the flood and what brought the flood upon the earth and also how Hashem provided in that situation and sort of renewed mankind. Uh, But also um, the rainbow is a contract between mankind and Hashem because Hashem promised not ever to flood the earth again and not to destroy man in that way again. And um, so the rainbow is not just a reminder for humans and for us to reflect on this important story, uh, but it's also Hashem sort of holding himself accountable. And we can look at the rainbow and remember that Hashem promised um, never to flood the earth again. And often we see that same sort of attitude reflected that between Hashem and mankind, it's an energy exchange or it's some kind of contract It's not just one-sided a lot of the time, and this is a really good example of that. Next category are the tools of God, tools of Hashem. Um, He uses water or a flood for destruction and the rainbow as a reminder. My final category is just general things that I noted. Um, The first in that category is uh, the phrase, all in whose nostrils were the breath of the spirit of life. And the Hebrew there is nishmat, nishmat ruach chaim, 
So the soul spirit breath of life. And the next thing that I noticed was be fruitful and multiply and fill the land. We have that blessing of, or that command, that responsibility. The concept of being fruitful doesn't always just mean procreating and making other humans. Um, It means a person's land being abundant, uh, their wealth in the end. In this time, um, wealth meant lots of animals, a large estate, many servants, that sort of thing. So that's what I think of when I see be fruitful. My next point is the beginning of life on the earth includes purpose or working, procreating or creating something. So I just mentioned uh, making an estate abundant, sort of like taking that responsibility and doing well with it and food. And the last point is a mighty hunter uh, before Hashem. It's something to point out because it's a little bit of a controversial topic um, in certain circles. So the fact that this hunter was mighty and seemed to be, it didn't seem to be an, an automatic negative is important to point out, I think. And that concludes my notes on Noach. So thanks for being here. Thanks for sticking with me. And I hope to see you next time.